down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Shaheen and Boxman and we are the Persian and the Jew join us live every Wednesday night 9 30 p.m. Eastern time on Mixler.com slash THT podcast and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes THT network and THT podcast the one and only hot tag podcast bringing you the latest in wrestling news and our weekly bullshit that you don't want to miss join us every week I'll Whenever I get to the chopper, I listen to THT movie review. Hell, Boxman and Anthony, they cover movies like Wall Street, Die Hard, Bloodsport, I'll and Terminator. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very best old school pro wrestling discussion, check out the Raymond of Pro Wrestling. WWE, WCW, ECW, NWA, and everybody in between. We cover them all only on the THT Network. Check us out. And of course, if you have a couple extra dollars this month, you can join us on patreon.com slash THT Network. For as little as $5 a month, you will gain unlimited access to our Patreon, which will include eight original, unreleased exclusives to Patreon. Check it out. Patreon.com slash THT Network. All right. What is going on? We finally got goddamn Skype fucking working. We got Anthony here. What's going on, Anthony? What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Glad we're fucking back. Took a few weeks off. Last week was SummerSlam. Uh, we didn't want to bombard you guys with a bunch of uh, movie talk when it was such a big weekend, you know? SummerSlam, right? 
the summer of slams. Yes, that's right. It was, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, this was the, the, the slam of the summer. We couldn't, we couldn't fuck with that. You know what I mean? And in, in all fairness, it was a good last weekend was a good weekend of wrestling. A lot of it, but still a good weekend. Yeah. Again, yeah. There was a shitload of wrestling on. We didn't want to be like, Oh my God, to listen to another podcast. I can't do it. I can't do it. So we, we took the week off. Anthony, uh, joined uh, me and Shaheen for a couple of reviews and, uh, we went from there. So anyway, we are back this week. Happy to be back actually. And we are talking the 25 best theme songs of the 1980s. I don't know why. I don't think either one of us felt like doing a movie. That's why. No. Oh, plus, plus a lot of good shit came out of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I, as, as I'm looking through this list, uh, and we are using a list from a uh, website called underscoopfire.com. Uh, I had actually never heard of it, but you know, just stumbled upon this list. Uh, a lot of these shows, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this is uh, a lot of fucking really good shows that, you know, I really didn't think people would remember these, but I think you're going to, re- I mean, you'll probably remember every one. Maybe if you haven't, even if you haven't seen them, I think you'll recognize some of the theme songs. Um, but, uh, cause you're obviously younger than me. I'm an, I'm, I'm, I'm an old fart. All these shows were pretty kick ass when I was, you know, nine eight nine ten years old most of them uh but uh all right i i i guess we should this one starts obviously we're gonna start at number 25 and uh we're gonna go ahead and get this one out of the way (laughs) is is, is that your nice way of saying box you don't want to spend a long time on this one uh certain circumstances (laughs) i I believe they knew what they were doing when they put this in the order they put this in. Uh, I, th- I think they were thinking, oh, shit, what's vibrating? Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Are you shaving? Oh, no. Hold on. Let me fix that. <laughs> Are you shaving with an electric razor right now? Anthony's getting trimmed. I mean, Anthony's going to the club after the show, guys. All right, so he's, he's, he's getting. That's what we call background noise in the uh, THC universe. <laughs> he's, he's getting cleaned up over there. So, uh, all right, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, in the uh, you know our innuendo is leading to number twenty-five is the Cosby Show. I'm going to play everybody a little bit of these same uh, themes now. The Cosby Show lasted from 1984 to 1992 yes sir and uh i believe i this is the season one i believe this is the one that was written by bobby mcfarren uh had a huge song back in those days called don't worry be happy a song he will not sing in concert any reason why do you know why he doesn't like that part of his career (laughs) let me ask you so would you say he made a lot of money off of that song I would say that song made him tons of money. Do you know how many so- songs that movie was in? Do you know how many buttons and t-shirts and fucking things came out of that song, dude? Oh my god, that song was, I mean, trying to think of a couple. I, I know one song that movie was in was Cocktail, Tom Cruise and, um, uh. Awesome movie, by the way. Yeah. I love Cocktail. Tom Cruise <laughs> and, oh, what's that hot chick's name? That's in that movie with him. Uh, I forget. Was she, she a, was she a brunette? No, she was the one from fucking Karate Kid. Hold on. She was the girl in Karate Kid, too. Um, Elizabeth. Uh, Hurdle, Hurdy, Henley. 
No. No, 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 no. Not Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. S-H-U-E. Shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Shoe. Fine. I'll leave then. You told me to shoe. I'll leave. No, no. Stay. All <laughs> right. Let's go ahead and play this out. Let's, let's get the, uh, the gentleman with mm, accusations out of the way. The, yeah. well, let's, let's get the fucking rapist out of the way. God damn it. Why am I pussyfooting around? Here we go. Let's do this. Oh, what a bad copy this is. All right, this was a horrible copy. I'm sorry about that, folks. So, if you give me one minute. <laughs> it sound, it, I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on here? That wasn't a bad copy. I, I feel like this theme just got cosmopolitan. That's why I was like, you heard it a little bit, then it started to kind of go go out. You know, do, do, uh. No, that was horrible. I don't know what happened there. Let's double check here. Let's get another Cosby Show theme here. I'm sure it won't be hard to find. And then we'll, uh, what a great start to the show tonight, man. This is fucking amazing. I love this shit. Love this shit. Well, I, 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 but Box, let me ask you something. What? Taking the uh, accusations and all that out the window. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Cosby Show theme? Because it changed multiple times throughout the eight-year run. It did. Did you like? Were you a fan of like the jazz? Because obviously Cosby was a big fan of the uh, jazz. Yeah, personally, I was a fan of the original, and uh, I believe I've got it right here. Hold on, let's see. There we go. Much better. Don't hurt me. Oh, don't God. hurt me. I don't know if you noticed something, but. When they were doing this theme song, wait a minute, I'll, I'll just let it play. It's only a few seconds longer. Dude, that really looked like the A-Team van, you know that? <laughs> no, uh, and you know it doesn't age well. What? The creepy Cosby smile we see multiple times throughout this song. No, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's like knowing what I know now. All of those, you know, the facials and the smiles. Oh, uh, they take on an entirely different meaning, don't they? Easy with the facials, pal. That's what she said. Easy with the facials, pal. You can't be talking like well, that. Well, no, I'm sorry. She didn't say that because she had to be conscious. Can't, uh, <laughs> kept talking like that in 2018, mother, motherfucker. Oh, man. All right. So oh, all right. we'll say that for the end. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. That was the Cosby show. Um, I think we should just move on from there. Go to another TV, another 1980s TV show now. Anthony, I have a feeling you've never seen any episodes of this yes i have you really have yes obviously especially gene anthony ray all right leroy have you seen a movie of course good man good man of course which did you prefer probably the tv show tv show was good man this show was huge uh we are talking about from uh this show lasted from 1982 to 1987 we are talking about fame let's make let's see how this one works Oh yeah. Perfect. Yes. I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna learn how to fly. I'm feeling coming together. People will see me 
There you go. Awesome, awesome thing. Yeah, that's another one that just, holy fuck, does that goddamn. And that is Irene Cara, by the way, who actually had a little cameo in the movie DC Cab back in those days. Wow. Ah. We got to get to, there's two movies we got to get to. Fame and it. DC DC Cab is. DC Cab is like on, like one of my, like on the low favorites, dude. That movie is so. That is Gary yeah, that's Busey. That's one of those so bad is good type of movies that I can watch any day. That is Gary Busey at his coked up finest right there, dude. His coked up finest, dude. That is, that is, he doesn't even remember, he does not remember doing that movie. How does that sound? Amazing. He honestly does not remember even doing that movie. I mean, that is a fucking man right there. But, uh, yeah, fame, it was pretty much a show about a bunch of dancers and, um, the theme song was, huge i mean played on the radio again it was irene cara played on the radio a shitload of times and i believe it might have been even her biggest hit i'm not gonna say you know you know the funny um funny thing i find about the uh ironic thing i should say about the fame thing Mm -hmm. especially if you saw the movie the song itself is like very upbeat up tempo but the movie if you if you actually saw it was very dark yeah, yeah, the movie was a little bit, and not because a lot of black characters. Don't start that, people. Uh, it was a, uh, it, it was. Wait, is weaved in the chat? No, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it was. It, it went to some, uh, you know, things that were. Well, I mean, that was kind of how everything was back then. It, they, they all took some dark turns and, and things like that. But yeah, man, I mean, that's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't really remember a lot about it. But yeah. 1982 to 1987, but the next fucking show. You want to talk about a big show in the 1980s? I mean, this show not only was 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 huge, it actually caused people in Miami to start dressing like the characters. Uh, it was pastels all around. We're talking about Miami Vice, 1984 to 1989. Again, you don't realize how big this theme was. Every radio station was playing this theme. It actually hit the Billboard Hot 100 chart. That's how big a TV show theme was. And uh, let's do it. drum beat right there in the beginning that 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 drum break might be just as known as the drum break from um phil collins uh, in the air tonight one of one of almost the exact same kind of like oh my god you know this drum beat you know that drum beat by the way the uh that song was uh written by jan hammer jan hammer i know when <laughs> doug hears that he's gonna go fuck yeah no no jan with a j doug not van hammer so yeah, Jan Hammer, and if you remember, we have actually talked about that song 
during the uh, my, uh, wedding singer when yes yeah when Drew Barrymore is getting in the car with uh, right after puking in the bar um, oh look that rhymed uh, uh, when she opens the door in the DeLorean uh, her husband uh, Glenn is blaring this song as she's like trying not to puke again so another you know we're 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 tying these into some movies. So, Box, let me ask you the burning question. Ah, which which uh, movie or which show or movie do you think did more for the cocaine industry, Scarface or Miami Vice? Oh, wow, dude! <laughs> Both in different ways. Scarface made it, you know, kind of made it cool, and Miami Vice was kind of like, oh man, they're like you go to jail for that shit. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what happened. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, say no to drug kids, but they did both uh, the movie and that show did uh, kind of glamorize the drug dealing lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, in a way, but in Miami Vice, they always got locked up at the end or shot dead. Did kind of show you that side of it too. You know what I mean? Fair point. Thank you, sir. But uh, I loved. Miami Vice, and literally, people in Miami still dress like this. People in South Beach still wear the pastels and, you know, the, the white pants and the pink and blue shirts, and they'll throw on a sport coat and roll their shirt. They're sl- it's still like that for some wow, people folks. down there, dude. So so if Don Johnson wants to remain relevant, he can just go back to Miami. Don Johnson like look, the Don Johnson look is still fucking in in for that time dude um yeah yeah but that show and again that theme was another radio theme that got radio play uh and i remember being a kid and hearing that on the radio all the time the easy listening stations were playing it the fucking rock stations would play it it was god the 80s were a crazy fucking time dude um anything else on Miami vice man nope i think we got it all right, sorry about that. I'm taking a little puff there. Uh, all right, we go to the next show. We're, we're rolling through these. Uh, this show was 1978 to 1988. We actually just mentioned this because one of the characters just passed away. This was a spinoff to Different Strokes. This was Facts of Life. Yes. Guilty pleasure of mine. I, I can't even lie. I I'm not going to lie when I say Blair was kind of my first little crush. Blair? Blair was the one for you? The blonde. Yeah, Blair. The blonde was always my little. I was like, yeah. I was, uh, and and uh, you know, in real life, she's like a Texas girl, right? Oh, yeah. That might, I don't know if that's what, you know, brought me there. But yeah. Yeah, we had Blair, Tootie, Natalie, Joe. Um, oh, uh, no, Joe. Uh, was it Nancy McKean? She's badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was a the, the the badass tomboy character. Uh nowadays they would just call her a non-binary lesbian. Yeah. Cuz I don't know why for some reason I thought that would have been more your type. No. No, Blair. Yeah, Blair was always kind of my type, man. I like blondes, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Let's go ahead and roll it. That's what I can say. Let's do this.
There it is. Quick theme song, 52 seconds. Uh, Gloria Loring is actually who sings that song, just so you know. And, uh, yeah, another, like I said, man, another great fucking show from the 1980s and, you know, actually started in 1979, went to 1988, but, um, did you ever catch any of these? Were there ever reruns of these, Anthony? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Reruns? Yeah, yeah, obviously. I didn't, you know, I caught it, uh, but I I think I probably was about either two or three when it actually ended, so I would have had to catch it in rerun. Oh, wow. All right. Didn't realize that. Well, of course, you were around for the original run. So how was I it? I was. I, when I was a kid, my, I mean, dude, you didn't have many channels. You sat at home. You watched what the fuck was on. I remember watching this show. This wasn't one I watched religiously. Um, the next one I actually did, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. But Facts of Life was a great show, man. And again, that theme, I remember that theme. I mean, I could hear that anywhere and be like, Facts of Life. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Now, Box, let me ask you something. We're going through classic themes here. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a show that you couldn't stand, but you actually love the theme song? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Because for me, I, you know, I'm not even sure this is on the list because I'm actually going into this like blind because I wanted to be surprised. Mm. But uh, something like Friends. When that show was originally on, I could not stand the actual show. Loved it. But, I, but the theme song I loved because it's catchy. It's a catchy-ass song. Now, what was wrong with that show? Bunch of white people having fun. I'm joking, Anthony. Please don't even don't even dignify that with a response. Um, but all I'm going to say is the concept of friends was stolen from Living Single. But I digress. I digress. <laughs> I liked. Uh, look, I'm like, look, the show was huge. You can't deny it. But oh, yeah, I'm not going to deny it. You no. know what? I'll tell you the truth. I wasn't a huge fan of Seinfeld, and I always liked the beginning theme of that show. So there's one. I was not the biggest Seinfeld fan. I know Tommy right now is probably crawled up in a corner crying. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, wasn't a big fan, but I like the theme song. Yeah, like I said, like I said, that's the thing sometimes. Sometimes all the show needs is a catchy hook. Yeah. I mean, actually, we might come up to one or two here that I, that I remember the theme song, but I never even watched. I actually need to, I don't remember, but a couple of them. Actually, a lot of these shows I really did watch, and a couple of these shows were my favorite. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, go on to the next one, because the next one I did watch religiously. And I mean, I watch this show every Saturday fucking morning. I will not lie. Um, I remember sitting, eating my eating my bowls of cereal, watching yes. this show. Uh, I know when I play this, a lot of people are going to be like, fuck, yeah, this is this shit. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to name it. I'm going to play it, and then we'll go from you know this theme if you remember this theme your childhood was fucking perfect it's all i have to say uh that obviously the smurfs the original cartoon uh already been two movies made about it i mean a a show that lasted from 1981 to 1989 dude wow wow i I, I watched this first myself as a kid 
I didn't know it was that old though, 1981. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I remember being a kid watching this show. Like I said, sitting in front of the TV with a not a remote, ladies and gentlemen, but a something called a clicker. It was connected. It had a cord, and it was connected yeah. to your cable box. You understand what I'm saying? Connected. You know what that means? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It had a cord, and you would push buttons, and and, and we called it the clicker because you, it would click, click, click. Yeah. Yeah. It had switches. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you were rich, it was a period of time where I actually had to get up to change the channel. Well, <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, if we wanted to turn it on and turn it off, we had to get up and do that. But once cable hit, that was the first cable boxes where, you know, you had a click. And then you would take like a little selector switch and put it on the second one. So you and went, went through them again. So it was cool. I mean, you went from having eight channels to like 50 channels, but, uh, and to, to be honest, my 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 dad was making a, a, a very good amount of money back then, uh, so yeah, yeah. For a while there, we we were doing well. That was the '80s, man. That was the. 80s. Now we're here, but uh, yeah, yeah. This show, again. I mean, if 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 you grew up when I grew up, I mean, I'm 43 years old. So if you grew up in, you know, probably my era or within 10 years of that. You grew up with the Smurfs. So, excellent show. Like I said, I mean, they've already done two different movies about, you know, two, uh, not, I'm sorry, two, uh, one movie and a sequel about the Smurfs. So, obviously, this show had a hell of a fucking impact. Um, yeah. I, I, and I'll be honest, I'm glad the Smurfs made it on mm-hmm. this list. Like I said, I'm going into this list blindly. I'll be very disappointed if the Flintstones does not make an appearance on this list. Flintstones were actually way... cartoon theme. That's probably like tops for me. I don't think they're on this list, but I'll tell you what, they were way before the eighties, man. I believe they started somewhere in the seventies. Oh, you know, maybe right. even more, fact, I, they I, were sixties. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. It's it, I, I, no, I, yeah, it's way back there, dude. So yeah, that's that's not on here, not on here. Um, but enough about the cartoons. I'm just going to start getting all nostalgic on y'all's ass. But uh, ah, and it did it did replay through the '90s, and actually, uh, you can go to Boomerang, and you can watch the Smurfs all the time. They have it; they're playing the old uh, Smurfs. They, they play a lot of the old things. But uh, here we go. Next one, we're gonna do this one. This theme might not be as memorable as most of them in here, but. The show itself definitely is memorable. Uh, I kind of like playing it and then telling y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and hit it. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed And I can't remember what I ever did before What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through There you go. No, no, what? Oh, gotta let that play out, Bob. Oh, all right. 
You can't play that beat without the shalala. That's what makes it. I was looking at something else and I'm like, oh, I didn't even look up and see who that was. Um, I believe that was Denise Williams singing that. I'm I'm trying to, I I just looked that up as we were talking here. Uh, Let me go to uh, Wiki and see if they have exactly who sang that theme song. But I believe that was Denise Williams who said, who was in, um, also had a song in Footloose. Let's hear it for the boys. Theme song. Here we go. Theme song. Great. Uh, J- uh, Jeff Barron. Tom Scott. Yeah. Denise. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. For the rest of the show. So, oh no. The, the second one was Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. The first and original was performed by Dennis Tofano and Mindy Sterling. <laughs> there you go. Figure it out from there. I don't know who either one of them are. But you're right. That sha la 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 at the end. I totally fucking forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, Anthony. Appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. The uh, show that put Michael J. Fox on the map. Exactly. Exactly. This show was huge for Michael J. Fox. Um, I mean, huge. This show went from 1982 to 1989. Uh, I, I, I actually didn't think it lasted that long. But yeah, this show here is exactly what made, what put him on the map. Quintessential 80s too. Reaganomics and all. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is like, honestly, <laughs> if, if you want like, if you want like a microscope of how it was politically in the 80s, I would just recommend watching Family Ties from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. Great show, though. This was another one I do remember watching. You know, that's what you did in the 80s. You sat around and watched TV. <laughs> and then, like I said, it, like, this is a show that I, I can't say I saw every episode, but I watched it enough in reruns to kind of like get the gist of everything that was going on with it. Yeah, I, I I never watched every episode, but I saw enough to know, you know, exactly what the what was going on in the show. Uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, that was another great one right there. I, I do like some of the themes that made this list, and I'm actually happy about the next one. Yes, number nineteen. I know you are. <laughs> number nineteen. This is another one that we have another cartoon here, and I'll go ahead and just again, I'll rock this. This might not be. Again, not as memorable as, as some of them, but this was a pretty, pretty rocking fucking theme for, uh, for a cartoon. Here we go. Thank you. 
There we go. The fucking Thundercats. I love the, like, you know, it's, it's kind of when they're changing and they have that, like, synthesizer laser sound in there. Yeah. That's good shit, man. That is some good shit right there. But uh, Thundercats was, then went from 1985, so I was uh, 10 years old, to 1989. Only four seasons. This show wasn't huge, but I guess when you're talking 1980s TV themes, definitely, definitely needs to be uh, thrown into a list because... You know, that Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Everybody fucking knew that back then, man. It was just that fucking good, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you got to fit with the 80s. Even the most obscure shows had a catchy theme song song. Oh, yeah. Like something like Small Wonder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that show. I loved it. Uh, I don't. I sure as hell don't remember the theme song for it. Uh, <laughs> it was about the, uh, the uh, robot, the little girl that was supposed to be a robot. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Okay. Her name was Vicky. That's right. I do remember that show. Now I do. Now I remember. I do completely remember that. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't really need to uh, dig any more into that. Another cartoon. Definitely a good one. All right. Let's get into this one now. I know you're a fan of this one. Oh, I was a big fan of this one. Again, I did not watch every single one of these, but we did talk about this during, um, actually back in, uh, I believe it was July. It was July, actually. It was July 7th. We, we discussed this show on the, um, greatest cop shows and this theme song. And I, I, I said back then, this show made me think about actually being a motorcycle cop. I loved, I always loved motorcycles. And uh, this show here made me want to uh, maybe, you know, be a motorcycle cop. So here we go. Let's roll it. Oh, yeah. That's some fucking shit. Shit, is that George Clinton? I don't need to roll through that. Uh, yeah, there you go. John Parker rolling the music for uh, Chips. An incredible show. And yeah, obviously it was about, uh, like I just said, uh, motorcycle cops and just basically a, your typical cop show, except they're motorcycle cops. Uh, went from 1977 to 1983. But uh, and this theme evolved a little bit over the years, too, man. Not, wow. I don't know why. Like, I, I figured it was on longer than that. It felt like it was on longer than that for some reason. It did, and I didn't realize it was also... I did, also didn't realize it started in 1977, but I definitely remember watching episodes of this show with my dad, uh, who was... In 1977, he was still a cop, so I do remember watching this show with, with my dad. So, uh, yeah, great fucking show, Chips. But now, this show... You want to talk about a show I really did grow up with. And you probably, I mean, this show went a long fucking time and is actually still, on. still going now with a, a, a new judge. Um, let me not give too much away. Let me just fucking hit it. 
Oh, wrong one. Here we go. Whoop, whoop, there we go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Theme was funkier than I thought it was, man. Missed my life in the chat, guessed it. It is people's fucking court. Goddamn right it is. <clears throat> Another, I mean, oh my God, dude. Talk about a show that was ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Seriously, ahead of its time. 1981 to 1993. Obviously, there's a uh, remake of it now with Judge, what's her name? Marilyn Millian? Nah, there you go. There you go. The uh, The hot little Spanish lady. Yeah. yeah, it seems to get pissed off per at least like once, at least two or three times per case. Yeah, I mean she's no she's no Judge Judy, but uh, no, Judge Judy is starting to mellow out in her old age. Oh, dude, it, uh, I swear to God, if I if, if I was in that, you might as well just bring the fucking just put the bailiff beside me because he's gonna have to take me out of here with Judge Judy. I would kill that fucking bitch. Uh, but just, <laughs> uh, you're level headed. You telling me you couldn't take and talk down to about oh, she would not talk to me the way she talks. I don't give a fuck. You're a fucking judge. You went to school longer than me. Doesn't make you a fucking better person than me. You fucking cunt. But anyway, I digress back to people's court. Uh, <laughs> uh, people's court. And you know, th- this show, not only th- this, this show got a little resurgence from, uh, believe it or not, the movie Rain Man. Sorry, Anthony. But uh, it did actually get a little resurgence in the uh, 90s from that movie. And, uh, you know, but yeah, Judge Wapner was the sh- was the judge on that show. He was old when I started watching it. He was old when he died. I mean, it was just. And he had a bailiff named Rusty, who was a tall redhead. Literally, uh-huh. his hair was rusty, so <laughs> he his name should have been Rusty. But uh, yeah, man, that's that show. I mean, People's Court was ahead of its time. I mean, now yeah. there's like, like my mom used to sit home and watch five or six of these stupid court shows. I mean, there's yeah, like, some of them are better than others, but People's Court kind of laid the groundwork for everything. Yeah, I mean, now there's divorce court, paternity court. Fucking, you know, the, 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 the Judge Joe Mathis. There's so many of them now. And then there's. <laughs> you mean Greg Mathis? Greg Mathis? All right, sorry. Is that what it uh, is? Is it Greg Mathis? All right. Greg well, Mathis. Mathis. But I think his name is Greg. And then you got, um, you used to have Judge Joe Brown. You Joe had, Brown. Um, That's who I'm thinking. There you go. Uh, what's the other one? Um, So many of them. There are so many. Now, th- there's another, um, there's a, a some country judge that you can watch, the, the Texas Justice or something like that. There. Yeah, and it's another one. It was, it was another guy. I think he was from your neck of the woods. I don't even know if he still come on. Um, 
Anyone that judge show, it's going to kill me. Nah, there's too many of them, dude. Too fucking many of those judge shows. But yeah, the, but I mean, the first one was the People's Court, and it was definitely ahead of its time and a great show for the time. Um, this next one, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on because I have talked about this show time and time again. How great of a show. I think it should be a lot higher, especially being 1980s. So here we go. You know it, you love it, and here it goes. have the outro to that show too which was just as classic uh give me a second and i'll get to it here here we go There you go. That song there. Obviously, Night Court, uh, 1984. To a 1992. To 1992, man. I mean, that, uh, oh my God. This show, we've talked about, I think we've talked about every character on it. Obviously, my, my favorite character, uh, was Dan. I don't know why, but Dan was probably my, like, favorite character on that show and and the thing about the, this thing kind of like epitomizes to me what the importance of a theme song to a show because to me a good theme song should set the tone for what you're about to watch right and like nowadays it's, it's still it's good shows out there th- today but i feel like theme songs don't really set the tone like they used to back in the day yeah and not only the theme to this show but when you you know when you're watching the show you know, I mean, they went through the dirty, gritty streets of New York to yeah. and, and just caught all kinds of, you know, people from the 80s. And, you know, it was just a great fucking theme, kind of that jazzy kind of theme. But watching watching it really kind of gave you like, you know, what all right, this is what I'm in for. You know, these are the characters I'm going to see on this show because that's what they got was characters in the intro and. You know, the show itself was amazing. The intro was amazing, but the characters on this show, you know, everyone in the fucking chat room, you know, Bull and Judge Harry T. Stone, excellent, excellent show, excellent fucking, and I, I really wish this show had gone longer, to be honest with you. Jesus, uh, about nine years went long enough for you. (laughs) Nine seasons. I would have wanted it to go a little longer. That's just how that's that's just me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've how many times have we talked about Night Court? Thousands of fucking I mean, times. It, it, it's definitely like one of those classics, man. And uh, oh yeah, one of my personal favorite characters, 
Marshall Whitfield. That you got to show a little Marshall Whitfield. That's right. That's right. She was good on that show, man. She was, and all of the bailiffs on that show were good. Especially, I mean, you know, they started off with, I don't know what their obsession was with having old ladies as bailiffs, you know, bailiff partners for Bull, but they kept dying off on them. So, oh yeah, the, I, I like the original one, but she passed away like what, like halfway through the second season. Selma passed away first season, I believe, mid first season, probably, um, and then. I believe I think her name was Flo Florence came along in the in the second second one, and then yeah, Marsha Warfield came along, and she was there long time. Roz, she, she was there. He basically, she basically finished them out. Yeah, she was there a long I, time. I'm not even trying to be a dick here, but I guess they figured all these all of our old bailers died off, so we need to go a little younger. Yeah, I, I guess that's exactly <laughs> tired of hiring the same role. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to, uh, yeah, hire 30s, maybe 20s. Let's, uh, let's back off this 90s and 80s shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Night Court again. Yeah, everybody's talking about Marky Post played Christine. She, and they went through a bunch of, uh, uh, the defense attorney was all, or the prosecuting attorney was always Dan, except when he got in that little bit of trouble. But the defense attorney, they went through a bunch of those too. I mean, even Gilbert Gottfried played a defense attorney on that show for a little while. But they well, went. Let me ask you. But <laughs> let me ask you something real quick about Night Court. Yeah. Obviously, it was an ensemble cast. Everybody kind of played their role. Right. But do you think that at some point it got to a certain point where you probably could have called it the John Larroquette show? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially. The, I, I, felt like he, I felt like he almost became the, like the facto central character. Especially the last, uh, the last two seasons were definitely all about him. All about him. Uh, Her- the judge basically just became comic relief for Dan, who, when he switched over and became the, you know, serious, not serious, but when we started giving away all the money and being the charitable, nice kind of guy and, you know, all that stuff, that, 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 that was all him. The show stopped becoming about Harry because it was about Harry in the beginning. Uh, and if you watch the first couple uh, episodes, Dan's character was not this womanizing type character. It was very sophisticated and, you know, he had a pipe in his mouth and all that stuff. So that's basically how that started. And then it just evolved into this scummy yeah. ladies man somehow. Yeah, with no explanation at all. I don't know. He just and I, and I like John Larroquette. I actually think he should have. You know, I wish he had done a little more. I know he had like a short lived show in the early nineties on uh, NBC that didn't last long. But right, I don't know. You just he, you look at his face. I don't know why. Like I don't. I've never met him. He could be a nice guy, but he just has that scumbag look about him. And I'm guessing they just looked at him one day and said, "We should make you a scumbag." <laughs> well, he played a nice guy in uh, Summer Rental. With John Candy. Put a nice guy in that movie. Yeah, but I don't know. Between this, between oh, Night Court and Strike, you'll always be a scumbag to me. you got to put that vibrator to the side, bro. <laughs> this is what happens when you work from your phone, folks. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, I would say enough about this. Let's do this one, take a real quick break, and then we'll come back and knock out the last, uh, the last, what do we got there? Last whatever we got there. Um... So, if you don't mind. All right, let's go ahead and hit it. Ready? 
Here we go, folks. A uh, couple seconds here, and here we go. Who burped and it smells like baloney? Probably me. The guy who made a baloney. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't burp. I burped. All right, that was not the theme song. Yeah. Hey, up. Oh. God damn it. What are it you just, doing to us? It started late. If you don't remember that, that is Growing Pains. Kirk fucking Cameron. Remember him? Yeah. He's in, he's in that job now, but I'm not going to lie. Best part of this show for me is the theme song. Yep. That was BJ Thomas and Jennifer Werns. Jennifer Werns was actually the second voice on, um, what's the name of that song? Uh, from Dirty Dancing, uh, Time of My Life. Uh, time of my life is Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes, so that's the same. She's the same singer on this song too. I didn't see what wow. I said. We're tying this into movies. If, if I can think of who sings shit, dude, I'll tell you. Um, Box, you're on point tonight. Tying everything in, doing callbacks to old episodes, this and is, remembering the dates and shit. Nice. This is what happens when you watch the fucking 1980s channel on uh, Amazon uh, Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> Not only no, are we, <laughs> there's there's lyrics, artists. I've I've seen so much shit, but yeah, I do that. That is where I know her name from. Is uh, the I've had the time of my life from uh, Dirty Dancing, but Growing so, Pains. So I would say this was another show a little bit ahead of its time too. In what way? Uh, this was another show that. Had a few of those really racy episodes, even some of those special episodes, you know, but, uh, this, this, this definitely was another show. Eh, maybe not ahead of its time, but I mean, you know, it was another family show, but definitely this, this is when they started hitting some of the topics that were like, that's kind of a little cringy. So, but yeah. Can't, uh, but that was the 80s, right? I mean, you know, yeah, that was. It, it seemed like it, it seemed like every show, especially in the eighties, had to have some type of a message, had to teach you some type of a lesson. Mm-hmm. At least about two or three episodes per season of the show had to teach you something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this show ran from nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety two, which pretty damn good run for this show. Um, and, and I mean, you know, introduced the world to a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and we also had a character in this show called Boner. It, I'm not lying. I, I, I know you're not, but um. So let me ask you about. <laughs> I know you're not, but uh, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Real quick. 
I, I, it's not it's not about boner, but ironically enough, I was about to ask you: Were you a fan of Tracy Gold? Yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely a fan of Tracy Gold. I actually forgot she was even on. Yeah, I was, and of course, Alan Thick as the dad on this show. Who I don't know. He's a weird one. <laughs> no, I honestly no. Kirk Cameron took the cake. I mean, and that's kind of that's kind of like fucked up because. On this show, he was like the coolest character, at least for the first couple of years he was. Yeah. And then all of these years later, he turns out to be the nuttiest one of them all. He is. I mean, his sister is Candace is the most successful. I mean, she's doing Fuller House on the Netflix and she has her own. I think she has a couple side businesses. I think she has a cosmetics company or something. But yeah, so um, she, she's doing. Uh, yeah, she's a successful one. She's doing great. So, you know, good for her. But, uh, yeah, Growing Pains, another one that, uh, you know, you can chalk up for great themes because, you know, that, that's another theme that's stuck in your head. Really, yeah. really stuck in your head. But, uh, if you don't mind, take a quick break and, uh, we will be back. This is, I mean, quick. We're not going to be long at all. And I will, uh, we will see y'all in just a minute, y'all. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Had to take a quick break. Had to get the uh, had to get the older one to bed. Yes, fucking eleven fifty. I'm just getting my kid to bed. Whatever. <clears throat> he had a good week of school, so that's that's a good thing. But uh, all right, you ready to keep rolling through this, Anthony? Let's go. I'll tell you now. This next one is another one that everybody should know. Uh, if you don't know it, I'm sorry, but, uh, you should. This was a childhood staple for me. Here we go. Same here. Here we go. Inspector fucking Gadget. Fucking A right. Shout out to Dr. Claw, too. Hell yeah, dude. When I was a kid, this show was the shit. The shit. I, for me, still is. I, if I could ever find, if I could find it in full, mm-hmm. I'd binge watch the shit out of it. Well, you want to know what's scary? This show lasted from 1983 to 1986. Wow. Three years and two movies later was it two matthew broderick did two of them right yeah two of them um i mean for for a show that only lasted a cartoon that only lasted three years 
and still got two fucking movies out of it. That's pretty fucking amazing. And I dare to say the theme song had a lot to do with that. Yeah, no doubt. You, you think, think it might have too, because I mean, the show was a cool concept, obviously, you know, but he was basically Columbo with gadgets. Is, is what he you, was. Yeah. So, so you think it was based on Columbo? That's what I've always, just by the way he looks, I mean, obviously not his voice. He had that kind of, uh, kind of that, uh, that, oh, I know what we'll do now. Uh, yeah. You know, that kind of, uh, 1940s detective voice, but I mean, that's kind of, he was the bumbling fool and Columbo was sort of the bumbling fool detective that sort of almost the idiot savant that solved the case. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's plus, kind you know, of, plus he kind of wore the same thing, kind of like Columbo always did. Yeah, I mean, this show was kind of a little dragnet, a little Columbo, and then they just added some robot shit into it. But um, love, loved this fucking cartoon. And truthfully, my, my kids love both of these movies. And I'll sit and watch them. I like these. I like the movies. Oh, you, you are a fan of the movies? I actually am. I don't mind him at all. Maybe because I was such a huge fan of the this cartoon. I mean, when this cartoon was big, I mean, this was fucking, you know, Michael Jackson beat it days. You know what I mean? I mean, but this song was definitely always stuck in my head as a kid. And I mean, I could, as soon as I saw the picture, I you know, you, you start thinking of it. But I mean, anyone, another one, anyone who grew up in my, you know, my era or... You know, a few years within there, this song and this cartoon was probably a staple for you. You know, you know this one. Uh, But yeah, you've seen a bunch of these cartoons? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've probably seen like damn near every episode. The movies, I actually have to go back and watch because I don't really remember a whole lot about them. Only thing I really remember, who was Inspector Gadget? Was it uh, Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick was the one of the movies, yes. Yes, he sure was. Um, yeah, yeah. Loved this show, though. Loved this show. I, 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 I remember everything about it. I'm sure there's a place to find it. I'm sure you could find this show. I know you could find the two movies. I believe they're both on Netflix. Nice. So there you go. Now the next show we're going to talk about actually launched the careers of some pretty famous fucking people. Um. So we will go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. This theme might not be as memorable to a lot of people, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit it. Here we go. or anything but uh that is a show that lasted from 1982 to 1988 i don't remember watching a lot of this show my mom loved this show 
Uh, this is Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere actually launched the careers of Denzel Washington and Howie Mandel, who are both on this show. Well, I mean, I knew about Denzel, but um, like I said, I really didn't uh, watch this back in the day. Yeah, yeah. How this was kind of, and Howie Mandel was a huge comedian during most of this time, but uh, he this kind of got his acting career going more. But a lot of fucking people, and uh, this theme song—it's definitely a memorable theme song. Uh, but like I said, I don't remember watching a lot of these episodes. But I definitely remember watching a few of them. My mom would put it on in the background. And, uh, you know, you would hear, you know, I would always hear it, but, uh, definitely an 80s, 80s show. Oh, oh, wow. Wait, wait, William Daniels was on this too? Yeah, he was too. Yeah, for those who are not in the know, that was Kit, the voice of Kit on uh, Knight Rider and yeah. uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Uh huh. Oh, that's you, Mr. Feeney is okay. I never watched a, I never watched that. I was drinking in the oh, yeah, that was the nineties box. You were out drinking and Yes. Being yeah. young. <laughs> yes, I I was drinking in the nineties. Exactly. Exactly. Drinking. Yeah. If you wonder what I was doing, I was drinking. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. We don't need to spend much time on this. Now this next show, I will admit, I was a huge fan. I would have been eight years old when this show came out. And I do remember this show uh it was sort of based uh, kind of the muppet show i, I would say this is a spin off or sort of something trying to recreate the muppets but uh here we go i hate it already recreate the muppets <laughs> oh no this was amazing the show was kick ass dude here we go got a little uh here let's there we go <laughs> Dude, Anthony's can see me on camera. I knew every, I know every word of that fucking song still. This is, <laughs> this show lasted four years, 1983, 1987. Fraggle fucking rock, man. Fraggle rock. What, like I said, it was sort of a takeoff of the Muppets, but a little bit different. This took place back in kind of, you know, prehistoric times and, it was sort of a, I mean, I guess you'd call it a crowded episode, a crowded Muppet version of the Flintstones, sort of. There were a lot more characters by crowded, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. But I loved this show, man. I don't know what it was about this show. And the theme, I mean, that fucking theme is amazing, dude. Now, by the way, now let me, I can picture a young boxman where you like in front of the TV sitting Indian style, just shaking your head back and forth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I looked, I looked just like the character in, uh, you know, in Pulp Fiction where, uh, Christopher Walken walks in to see young Bruce Willis and he's just sitting there Indian style watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> that was me. That was me. That was me, man. This, this was a great show though, man. It was awesome. 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 Uh, and 
you know, for a for a Muppets takeoff, it did really well. Like I said, it lasted four years, which for any puppet show that's not the Muppets to last more than four years, I think is pretty good as far as I'm concerned. But this was an iconic show when when, when you talk about the 80s, you know. So, yeah, Fraggle Rock. Have you ever even watched one of these, Anthony? Honestly, I have no memory of it. All right, I, I, that's like I'm, I know the song, but I never really watched it. It's understandable. It's understandable, but that down at Fraggle Rock. I mean, I'll never forget that man. Some of these shows just, and actually, on the next page when we go to the, uh, we got one more on this one, and then we're going to go to the next one, and uh, those shows, man, I'm, I'm, I got a lot to do with with the next shows, man. Those are going to be a lot of fun. Top ten. Yeah, Not too many complaints about the top ten. Nah, top ten's amazing. But uh, let's go ahead and knock out this show. I got to be honest. This is another show I did not watch a lot of. Thing. Um, my dad did watch a little bit of this show. Not a lot of it. I'll go ahead and play the theme for you guys, and we'll go from there. Well, I'm not the kind. And tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Silent Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life I lead. I take my chances, I die for living in the movies and TV. Do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. All right. Uh, there you go. That was the fall guy. Now, I have to tell you, I remember the theme like more than I remember the show. I do. I, I remember neither. <laughs> I do remember this theme. Now, this show was about a stuntman, but he was sort of an unknown kind of stuntman no one really knew he was a stuntman he always tried to kind of keep it under under wraps uh by the way that was the star of the show lee majors singing the theme song oh lee majors was a singer too this was a single of his and if you and i believe not i believe i know if you ever listen to uh old country back in the 80s this was a song that got radio play back then so definitely heard this song on the radio when i was a kid back then loved it good shit man and how uh how long did it run oh shit i accidentally closed it give me two seconds it'll come right back up <laughs> look man i've had a couple beers 1981 to 1986 that show mm, ran a nice run five years nice little run yeah not too bad not too bad i'm actually looking here and it looks like i missed <clears throat> I missed one when I was uh, downloading these, but as we're talking, I'll go ahead and get it real quick, or I'll just play it right here off of uh, off of here. But yeah, Fall Guy don't really need to play much of that, so I won't. Oh, I do have it. Here we go. I'll go ahead and jump right to the next one. This is another one. If you were a kid sitting Indian style in front of your TV, eh, Anthony? Uh, <laughs> if you were a kid in the '80s sitting Indian style in front of your TV with a clicker connected to the television. This theme song 
was really close to your heart now, and it still sticks with you. Here we go. That fucking robots in disguise. That's the shit right there, dude. That that is what I remember. This show, another short-lived cartoon, 1984 to 1987. But, dude, that robots in disguise, man. Yeah, and with all due respect to Michael Bay, this is the Transformers that I think everybody appreciates more. Sometimes, Sometimes simple is better. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I mean, I do like the uh, the Transformer movies. I do. I've I've said before. I like the shitty explosion for no reason, blowing up shit. But the cartoon, you know, you can do that without the, all the CGI, and it makes more sense in a cartoon. So, yeah. you know, it just works out that way. But. I don't know, man. I loved this cartoon when I was a kid. I loved this theme song when I was a kid. But Did you had a toy C box? Oh god, yeah. I had Shockwave. I had Optimus Prime. I had so many of these, but Shockwave was the one that I was most proud of. He was a, a like a, a laser gun, and he turned into a, a uh, I forgot what he turned a robot to a laser gun. So loved that shit. Loved it. Very cool. Yeah, give me a quick question. Yeah, loved the, I mean, Transformers was probably the, uh, this might be the most, like, notable cartoon of the 1980s, simply for the fact that Michael Bay resurrected it. As shitty as those movies were, that might be why people still know about Transformers today. Keeping them alive, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know. Look, and I, yeah, I did just say they were shitty. I know those explosion movies are not good. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy them. <laughs> hey, it know. is what it is. It's it is. It is. I mean, I, I, I can enjoy shitty movies. It's just, uh, it's how I've lived. Hey, and, and look, if, if you or I didn't enjoy shitty movies, there'd be no THT movie review. This listen, show was built on the backs of shitty movies. Listen, if I can enjoy shitty wrestling sometimes, I can sit through a fucking hour and 40 minute movie. All right. That's all I'm saying. It's shorter than, it's shorter than an episode of Raw people. Yeah. All right. That actually should be a category at the Oscars. I'm surprised. Hmm. They should go like completely left field one day and just say shittiest movie of the year. Oh, no, they would never do that. They're, <laughs> they're all great people in Hollywood. Don't you know that? <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. This should be another theme that is on everybody's fucking anyone from again, you know, back in the uh, my era, back in the old days, the eighties, um, or in this case, late seventies. In this, in this case, late seventies, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, my parents were glued to the TV on Friday nights to watch this show. 
Uh, Friday was a big TV night in the eighties and this show came on, I believe, uh, we lived in North Carolina during this time. So I believe this was a nine o'clock show. And I mean, this show here, this show here made was amazing for not only its greatness, but also the fact that it completely had one of the shittiest seasons ever because they killed someone off the previous year yes and then just say yeah by the way for this new season yeah that really didn't happen so disregard that last season we'll we're gonna like basically yep let me uh let me hit it and we'll go from there there we go oh here we go give two down But uh, Dallas, 1978 to 1991, uh, this show here, like I like like me and Anthony were just saying, it was great, and then they literally wasted an entire season. Uh, Jr. played by Larry Hagman, yeah, had the great Larry Hagman, the great Larry Hagman, absolutely. I think the last movie you can watch him in is a movie we actually reviewed um actually back during the election in 2016 primary colors so go yes. back go back and check that out yes uh, box man was in red form in that one it got pretty heated i believe it did uh but uh yeah 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 so uh there was that one right there but uh jr had been shot and then he literally wasn't in the episodes. And then one day, Patrick Duffy, who played Bobby Ewing in the show, was in the shower, woke up, and it was all a dream. All a dream. All Jeez. a dream. JR had never been shot. Nothing happened. Literally, I mean, talk about, you know, it's funny. We make fun of wrestling and how they're, they're, that there's no continuity and, and shit like that. Yeah. And then this was like before it's time, dude. This was like this was a swerve before swerves, wasn't it? Yeah. I I, I would like to think that a young Vince Russo saw this episode and said, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Like he kind of like just stored that in the old memory bank said, hmm, I can use this one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and it's funny, Miss My Life is bringing, uh, bringing up the, the show Dynasty that actually isn't on the list, but that was another one my parents loved and would sit there and watch. We'll go through a few, uh, after this. I think we should have some time. I don't, yeah, I don't, you'll do honorable mentions. I think we should have some time to do a few that didn't make the list. You guys, uh, you guys can roll them back out after that. Uh, but yeah, 
this show here, like I said, definitely made a lot of history for being excellent and then for also having that disgusting season where everything was a dream, yes. which has been made fun of in shows. I'm not sure. I, I can't think of which shows, but it has been made fun of in some some shows. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and let's be honest, like in Hollywood TV movies, you're allowed a certain level of creative license. Right. But when you do a show like Dallas that was based in reality, uh-huh. once you kill off a character, that's it. Right. That's that's. I, I just feel like they, the writers, they probably said, hmm, people actually like that guy. We shouldn't have killed them all because that's going to hurt ratings. So let's bring them back. Yep. But no, it's, it's not the kind of show. Like imagine like NYPD Blue. Very realistic show for you, Box. Right. Say they kill off like uh, Sipowitz on one, on one episode and then he pops up. Five episodes down the line, like nothing happened. You'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this shit. I, I can't believe yeah. this anymore." The 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 only way they sort of did that is with Bobby, but they brought him back in the twelfth season. But they did bring him back as kind of a spirit ghost thing, so not even the same really thing. But uh yeah, yeah, this show here. But I'll tell you what, this shows the theme for this show was definitely a memorable one. Like I said, my parents watched this show and I, I, I used to watch it cause it was Friday and they let me go to bed after watching Dallas. Very cool. But I had to watch it. <laughs> I had to watch it. Uh, and this show did get a resurgence back in, uh, what was it? 2014. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I do vaguely remember like it was low on for like a season or two, like one or two seasons. Yeah, it didn't last long. It's not really a show that needed a fucking reprise, dude. Sometimes y'all gotta leave the fucking memories alone. Uh, but the famous South Fork Ranch, uh, 25 minutes from my house. Okay. They actually had a wrestling event there three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, one of the T, uh, THT wrestling listeners was there, lives near me actually, and was there. Uh, PCO was wrestling there. Okay. Yeah. So right, I, I, of course, I had to work. God, I've been trying to take weekends off. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, but yeah, Dallas. I think we just spent way too much time on Dallas here. But uh, let's go ahead and roll on to the next one. The next one is great. Is another great fucking show. Great theme. Here we go. I'm doing it. Let's roll it. That's right, folks. It was the mustache, the red Ferrari 308 GTB. It was Magnum PI. Goddamn, this show was great, dude. Tom yes. fucking Selleck. Meg having a mustache cool as fuck, didn't he? This man still has a mustache to the day, dude. He is still on Blue Bloods. He still has the fucking mustache. He's still a bad motherfucker. I mean, 
former fucking military guy turned actor and a badass motherfucker, dude. I, I will always be a fan of Tom Selleck. And I lived eight houses down from him in Lighthouse Point in Florida. Did you ever meet him? Never met him. Saw him outside once. He actually had two of those Ferraris outside of his house. Badass. Fucking badass. Yep. He had one in red and one in yellow. Both 308 GTBs, both T-tops. But yeah, yeah, that was the, uh, that was, uh, I lived there about three years. And then, uh, and then we moved out of there. But yeah, yeah, he was, he lived right there. I wouldn't doubt if he fucking still lived there, but he is, you know, still acting today. He's on Blue Bloods, which I watch religiously. Actually coming back late September is when it's coming back. So be, be prepared. I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. So yeah, Magnum PI though. What a great fucking show. You had Higgins, uh, all took play, you know, all filmed in Hawaii. It was, he, he basically was a private detective, PI, private investigator out of Hawaii. He kind, you know, Whenever I watch Dog the Bounty Hunter, I can't help but think of Magnum P.I. Why? Because I kind of think like he was the precursor to a show like the original Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's get this fucking long haired dude in fucking, uh, you know, Hawaii who catches criminals. Didn't fucking Tom Selleck do that? Uh, I, clearly, Tom Selleck was way cooler doing it than uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I all right, definitely agree with that. Definitely fucking agree with that. Tom Selleck was a bad motherfucker, dude. Tom Selleck was and still is a bad motherfucker. I'll I'll say that. I like Tom Selleck, but yeah, Magnum PI. I remember watch again. I don't remember watching everyone, but I do remember watching a few of them. Um, and I, I hate to say, but Higgins was my favorite character on that show. You were a Higgins guy? I was a Higgins guy. I liked Higgins. I really did. I thought he was one of the better... I thought he was the best character on that show. I know. I'm weird. That's cool, right? All right. All right. You got yeah, I like Balky. Balky was my favorite on Perfect Strangers. Dude, so Balky was, was cool. a bad... Oh, dude, Balky. Come on, man. He's a bad motherfucker, too. Yes. Yes, he is. Cousin Larry? Cousin Larry was kind of a pussy. <laughs> by the way, he's yeah, body in though. Balky got him out of his show. <laughs> and by the way, cousin Larry is on Blue Bloods also. Ah, tying shit in tonight. He is the assistant. He's the uh, deputy assistant to the mayor. He actually <laughs> is. He's he's been on. He was on recent episodes of Blue Bloods, like nice. as as of last year. Recent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cousin Larry still acting too. But uh, let's. Uh, if you got nothing else on uh, Magnum P.I., we'll go ahead and roll the next one. All right. Let's go. Here we go. Another one. Oh, God. Let's just play it. All of Yo, it. Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe! 
Sky Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose? To defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. All right. I don't think I have to tell you the name of that one. G.I. fucking Joe. Um, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, had a weird, had a weird thing. The original show only lasted from 85 to 86. Yeah, short-lived. But then they started getting different. They just put out G.I. Joe, which sort of kept going, if you remember. I mean, even Sergeant Slaughter was a part of that show at one point. Yeah. With an official licensed action figure as yes, G.I. Joe character. That's right. And I mean, this, sh- and, and again, that didn't love the, last very long either, but this show became a staple of the fucking 80s, dude. I mean, this show was incredible. And the theme, the theme song for this show when you were in the 80s was just like a fucking anthem of the 80s, you know? But I, I loved G.I. Joe. This was another one that I watched on Saturdays. I believe it came on before Transformers. So mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was Indian style watching this one too. <laughs> so you, so Saturday mornings for a young box man were life, it seems. Yeah, dude. I, I remember sitting in my house and I still remember the address of the house in fucking North Carolina, 101 Kernan fucking choice. I used to sit there up in the room watching television, like you said, dude, Indian style, with a big lazy boy behind me. Not get fuck that lazy boy. That that's too far from the television. <laughs> I gotta get right in front of the TV. <laughs> Alright, you know? Yeah, watching shit like this, man. Watching shit like this. And then we would go downstairs at night. I would watch TV downstairs with my parents at night mostly, but uh that show, man, G.I. Joe was another staple of the 80s. But, uh, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and get to the, or unless you got any more on G.I. Joe. I mean, and I believe the, the, the Rock was in, uh, G.I. Joe. He was Roadblock, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, Cause they did, um, to the best of my knowledge, they did two movies so far. Okay. They did G.I. Joe, then they did Retaliation. Mm-hmm. Honestly, haven't seen either one. You're yeah, saying? But, uh, might have to. I have to watch those once, but uh this next song. Oh my god. This song here shaped my fucking childhood. This show here, I definitely was around every time this show fucking came on. I believe this was another Friday night show. And uh here we go. I'm kicking it. <laughs> Oh
you don't know that one, I'm not sure I want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is Night Rider. Right. Now, this is another show that has had a reboot since. Um, I don't know how it's doing. I watched one episode and I was kind of like, to another show that leave the memories alone. Uh, Knight Rider lasted from 1982 to 1986, but it really felt like it lasted fucking longer. But this song has been used in a lot of other songs. Uh, we talked about, Anthony mentioned Kit earlier. The voice of Kit was in another show. And, uh, yeah, this Knight Rider to me is one of the greatest shows ever made. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. uh, David Hasselhoff, basically, I feel like with David Hasselhoff, it's like the tale of two careers. You know, he's known for Knight Rider. He's known for Baywatch. If you had to pick one or the other, which one do you think is more important in his career? Because they're both pretty much iconic for him, and he's like, he's a big deal internationally. Not so much in the States, but right. if he goes to Germany, mm-hmm. he's a fucking man. Right. Overseas, he is a, a fucking megastar. Um, I believe if you really had to break it down to that, as much as I'm a Knight Rider fan, I think Baywatch was bigger for his career. It lasted longer. Um that show got a lot of a lot of press because of the hot chicks on it. You know, Pamela Anderson yeah. and all the others, but I think that show did more for his career than this show, but I believe with this show he never would have had Baywatch. Without this show, I mean, he never would have had Baywatch. Uh but yeah, dude, this I I love I I don't know why I need to go back and watch all these. I need to find these shows. I need to go back and look for them. Because I will watch this. I will binge watch this fucking show. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look tonight. Oh, yeah, it's pretty easy to find, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, and I'll find them. Um, but yeah, Knight Rider, uh, the reboot, like I said, just couldn't get into it. It was not, like, it was just too much. Too, oh, 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 overproduced? I don't know how to put it. Well, they, they want to, you know, it's fitting the times, you know, so they feel like, you know, bigger is better. Yeah. You know, the, the, the car like could the do yeah. too simplistic. They wanted to add. Yeah. Again. They added too much. They added too much. I, I, I didn't like it at all, but, uh, anything else on Night Rider? Or let's go ahead and go to the next one here. You can go to the next one. The next one. You might not remember this show. It was a very short lived show. But the theme song itself was another one played all over the radio. Still, I, I've heard it recently on the radio, before, uh, you know, just today. Not not heard it today, but, you know, recently within the past couple months. Uh, this is Joe Scarborough singing this song. Uh, if you don't know, he is a complete liberal nutbag. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But here we go.
There you go. The Greatest American Hero. A short-lived show at 1981 to 1983. Anthony, have you ever seen any of these? No, but I will say I am familiar with the song. The song, I'm sure. Uh, this show is just some normal guy who just got superpowers. He had him. He just had him. Um, well, it was I'm, not. I'm saying like Robert Culp, so I'm guessing it makes sense, you know, given his eyes by history. Exactly. It was not the greatest show in the world, but the theme song will always be a sort of staple to my childhood. I remember watching this show. I remember even thinking when I was this little, this is so fake. Well, let me ask you, is it any more fake than a show like MacGyver? Oh, yeah. Oh, this show was horrible, dude. Horrible. Yeah, it was worse than MacGyver. I, and I'm not even saying I'm not even trying to shit on MacGyver, but it was that bad. Oh, this was like low budget horrible. Jesus, like I might have to check yeah. it out now. <laughs> yeah, even lower budget horrible, absolutely. But this theme song, I will never forget. I mean, I've, I I I could fucking probably have Alzheimer's and remember this fucking theme song. I mean, I, I it's a great song. Like I said, it was got a ton. Another one that got a ton of radio play. And still does. So, yeah, love this. But, uh, not, like I said, not the greatest show. Nothing we have to spend any time on. This show, though, we'll spend a few minutes on. I'm going to go ahead and play the next intro, the next, uh, intro song. Here we go. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. anymore just a loop uh there we go one of the probably greatest themes of the 1980s um it's the a-team 1983 to 1987 you know it's funny how a lot of these theme songs stick in my mind you know being the age i am and these shows didn't last that long dude yeah but Impact, bro. Like impact. Like it was four years. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's not about how long a show lasts. Sometimes it's just about like how good it is, and then kind of get in and get out. Yeah. But I feel like would you say like eighteen went off the air before it got like stale and started kind of like jumping the shark? I think so. I think it was definitely one of those. I mean, look, this show here was always a little cheesy, a little corny, and what. The, the word they didn't want to use back then is these guys were mercs. They were mercenaries. They were soldiers for hire is what they were. But, you know, it, I mean, obviously Mr. T as B.A. Baracus in this show. Um, and Mr. T was probably the biggest star of the show. 
Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but that he just loves his mama. I mean, <laughs> greatest speech of all time. I don't know what else to say, but his mama is awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, the A team is definitely another one of those. Which again, it did have a a movie, which I didn't see the movie either. Did you? Uh, you probably it was okay for what it was. All right, yeah, I didn't see the movie either. This, um, but the theme song is one that'll always stick in my head, always stick in my head. Uh, and the next one. Oh, do you have anything more on uh? Oh no, no, I, I didn't. Think We're so. now at top three. Top three, I think, are definitely three of my favorites. Most definitely. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is a Waylon Jennings song. If uh, you were around in the 80s and listening to any kind of country, you heard this song on those stations too. Tons of times. Here we go. Let's do it. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flapping the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way That's just a little bit more than the normal life. Just a good old boy. They wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood. Oh man, this show. I did watch every. I mean, I remember being with my grandparents back in Boston, which means I was between four and I mean, I left Boston at six years old, Anthony. Okay. I remember sitting in my, my, my grandparents' little, little one bedroom apartment watching Dukes of Hazard on the television with them. This show as probably, you know, Culturally inappropriate as it is nowadays, this show will have a place in my heart until I die. I love yeah. the Dukes of Hazard, dude. Nineteen. 19- yeah, to that thing. I'm like, it got it. This is Michael Hayes and Doug's favorite song. Oh, it has, to be. it has to be. You know what, dude? This was before everyone took everything so goddamn racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only fucking. Around. I know you are. Uh, 1979 to 1985. That song is sung sung by the absolute country mo- country mogul Waylon Jennings. Um, I really do love the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, obviously, a movie made after it with um, uh, Jesus Christ, Stifler and Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, and um, not I know Stifler and um, who was the chick that was hot for a minute? Uh, Jessica Simpson still hot. Yeah. still hot. Still hot. Even when she gains weight, she's hot. Come on. Come yeah, she on. does. I mean, she has a face. You're right. She does have a yeah, and just a face. To me. By the way, the original Daisy Catherine Bach mm, 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 still looking pretty fucking good, dude. 
Oh, she's still around? She's still around, and she she's probably a gilf, dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, you'd probably... You probably wouldn't say no to her right now, dude. But, uh, yeah, she's still around. Obviously, you know, you had, you had Tom Wopat in this show. Um, oh, John Schneider was the other one. And then mid-season, like, let's see, 1979, it probably, I think it was 82 or 83, they switched. Um, John Schneider had some contract issues, and they just put in a new one. <laughs> uh, it was like holy shit, but uh, I- I'll always love the Dukes of Hazard. I'll it-, it great television show. Um, and Anthony, if you ask me if I prefer the TV show or the movie, the TV show, TV show, TV show. I there's a picture my parents have of me, my sister, and Boss Hog in North Carolina. Oh, very cool. In North Carolina at Dorton Arena. Which, uh, which is the same arena that I kind of discovered wrestling with, um, the Rock and Roll Express. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a, that we have a picture with Boss Hogg and right in front of the General Lee, the original General Lee. Obviously, they went through so many of them. So to say the original General Lee is really a, a bullshit statement because they went through a shitload of those cars, man. Yeah, but it's a collector's item. I'm pretty sure nobody, you know, if they had the chance to pick it up, they would. <laughs> uh, Aaron wants to talk about best titties in WWE. Charlotte definitely did level up her boobs. I will definitely agree with that, Aaron. She did level those bad boys up. She's like, well, if I'm getting them fixed and going under the knife, you might as well pump these puppies up. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think she was feeling self-conscious after those uh, leaks. Maybe those, I mean those didn't paint her original breasts in the best light. <laughs> I they 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 didn't look horrible to me, uh, but definitely those things are. Uh, let's hope for more leaks in the next couple of years. Uh, anyway, uh, Anthony, anything on the Dukes of Hazard? I mean, I, I I realized they had a Confederate flag on their car, but again, 1979, 1985, different times. Yes. Did you? Different times. Have you ever seen any of the actual TV shows, or have you just seen the movie? Uh, I've I've seen like bits and pieces of the show. I can't say I, I watched every episode beginning to end. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. As much as I love Bo and Luke, I think my favorite character on the show was Uncle Jesse. Not Daisy, for obvious reasons. I mean, I was pretty young during this during this show, dude. I wasn't really, you know, into the into the women yet, but. uh Uncle Jesse, I loved. I always did like him. And uh, the only movie I ever saw Uncle Jesse in was Maverick with Mel Gibson. And actually, fucking Clint Black, the country singer, had a little cameo in that movie also. But uh, yeah, that that so Uncle... I enjoyed that Maverick. I actually enjoyed that movie. I actually liked it, too. And Uncle Jesse was the guy who was cheating and jumped off the boat himself. Yeah. <laughs> and don't ask me, but I never considered her like super hot. But for some reason, Jodie Foster—that was probably like the peak of her hotness for me. Dude, Jodie Foster. For some reason, she looked. Huh? Jodie Foster is like. I don't for know, some that, reason, she looked pretty good in that movie. She's like that. She's like that girl next door kind of hot. Like, not girl next door. Like, I don't know, man. There's something really sexy about her. Like when you watch Sounds of the Lambs, you're like, oh my god, she's she's pretty fucking hot. 
You know why? Because she always plays like those like soft-spoken, professional-type roles. I think it's that slight southern draw she has. Like in Panic Room. Panic Room's a great fucking one. She's really hot in that one. And I think it might be that slight southern drawl she has. Oh, yeah. Another movie she was good in was, uh, what was it? Flight Plan. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, or I, I, but I, I, I love that Panic Room movie. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and roll because we only got two left here. Anthony, the next one I know is one of your favorites too. Yes, um, I know the I know the theme song word for word. I do too, and I'm gonna let it play. It's a it's a very short song, so let's just do it. Here we go. I mean, Jesus Christ, the fucking Golden Girls, man. I mean, 1985 to 1992, this show not only lasted a long time, but I mean, this show, I almost say this show defines the Yep. And honestly, let's be honest, in a different way, but this was probably, this had to be like the blueprint for like Sex in the City. Had to be. Oh, yeah. Some, I mean, something like that, Some some sort of a younger version of Golden Girls. Yeah. I 100% agree with you there, dude. 100% agree with you. But, I mean, this this show, you know, the the Golden Girls, the characters, the the storylines in the show, Yeah, I admit in the last few seasons it got a little weird. Yeah. But what show didn't? But, I mean, this show pretty much stuck to its guns the whole show. Um you know, just I, I really can't even say enough about the fucking Golden Girls, man. And, yeah, and yes, Estelle Getty was like awesome. I'm sorry, she Estelle was like my Getty favorite was. One. And yes, Shaheen, I did watch the Golden Girls. I was young at the time. I would sit there with my mom, my dad, watch the Golden Girls. So yes, I actually did. It it was a chick show at the it, but. I don't know, man. Shows, I don't know, man. I, I was, I mean, 1985, I was 10 years old when this show started. And I remember sitting and watching this with my parents. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 10 years old, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. No, it, it had a pretty loyal, I wouldn't say it was a purely chick show because um, you you remember better than me, Box, but was this, was Golden Girls when it was originally on, was it part of the uh, Thursday Night Lineup with Cosby? Yes, it was. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I think that might have been another. Actually, I think Golden Girls might have been another Friday show. Thursday and Friday were the two big lineups, dude. You know what? Golden Girls was a Thursday show. I think you're right. I think it was. I would have. I mean, I would really have to look, but I think you might be 100 percent right. Yeah. <laughs> Shaheen's not quite comprehending. <laughs> yes, please. Hey, 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, dude. I remember why. Look, the Golden Girls, as, as, look, you can sit there and say it's a total chick show, but number one, the theme song of the show is classic. Absolutely yeah. classic. Very short song, 42 seconds, but a classic theme. People who haven't even ever watched this show could probably fucking give you a couple lyrics from the song. Yeah. Just absolutely. Plus it was it was well written, and plus it had, like, a pretty all-star cast, if you really stop and think about it, because everybody on the show had, I think with the exception of Stel Getty, had a, a proven track record on television. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Betty White, Jesus Christ, talk about a fucking... Doing it. She's a fucking vampire, dude, I'm telling you now. Oh. Betty White, Betty White is like a national treasure at this point. Absolutely, dude. I mean, one of the most vulgar, vulgar women to still be, you know, alive today. Just absolutely. But I mean, I've talked to many people who are fans of the Golden Girls. Guys, girls, yeah. you know, just an incredible show. Just for the times, it was just a great show. And talk about a edgy show yes i mean i i mean jesus christ i mean yeah and, and let's be honest it did a lot for senior citizens this show kind of proved that life doesn't have to stop for uh people once they hit 60 once they start to hit like the late 50s early 60s yeah i mean what's your name was a fucking whore on that show dude i mean <laughs> blanche blanche was the whore of the show now box i don't know if you know this but when they first were like kind of casting the show, mm-hmm. originally the roles were going to be reversed. Ro- uh, Betty White was going to be the Hua, oh. and uh, Blanche was going to be the uh, Nitwit. Oh, that was. Because if you remember, when uh, Betty White was on Mary Tyler Moore, mm-hmm. she basically played like a Blanche type character. And then uh, Rue McCallaghan, when she was on, uh, what was it Mama's Family? Right. She kind of played like a Nitwit. So they basically were going to cast them based on those roles. But then they, they, they both cared. They had both kind of decided like they were tired of playing like they didn't want to get typecast. So they said, let's just switch roles. Yeah. Yeah. Even. And then it worked. It worked out for the best. Yeah. Even it's it's uh, it's pathetic. with Scott and Rybred says Golden Girls was so over, you know, even he watched it. Everybody was watching Golden Girls, dude. I. I don't know, man. I don't remember ever classifying shows as like chick shows because like. I mean, we talked about Facts of Life earlier. That was technically a chick show. Yeah. I don't think movies were classified like that or TV shows were classified like that back then. No. Just- I think now, now, like, you know, now everybody kind of like, oh, that was a, that's a chick show. What do you, you know, I mean, obviously, like, something like Sex in the City, I, I, which I can't watch, I would, well, I would consider that a, chick, a purely chick show. But this is just, to me, Golden Girls, I don't consider it a chick show as much as a well-written show. Yeah, yeah, good writing. I, that's what drew me to it, the, the writing. Yeah, yeah. The, this show was great. The storylines in this show, or, you know, the storylines were great. And like I said, dude, they were edgy as fuck on this show, man. They did everything but curse. I mean, but, I mean, they pushed the envelope on Golden Girls. Yeah. And like I said, anybody that kind of, like, doubts it, I would say give it a shot. Absolutely, man. Check out Golden It, it really, really was. You know what? I think it's on Hulu. I think the whole show is on Hulu. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'll confirm that as uh, as I'm playing the next theme. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll I'll do that for you. Yeah, but definitely, Golden Girls is a classic in my book. Absolutely, man. 
Uh, and now we go to number one, numero uno. And I 100% with this, uh, agree with this being the, uh, number one of the eighties. I think this song definitely deserves it. Uh, as a theme song of TV shows, 100%. Here we go. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see the troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, yep. Nothing but good things to say about Cheers, man. What can you say? Uh, excellent, 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 excellent fucking show. Uh, well, and yes, well, and by the way, yes, Golden Girls is on Hulu. You can watch every episode on there. So if you do want to actually check it out, uh, go ahead and do it, man. It's on Hulu. But, uh, yeah, Cheers. Holy shit, man. What a great fucking show. What an incredible fucking show. We wouldn't have Woody Harrelson without the character Woody on Cheers. And to show you, and to show you how much times have changed, nowadays, if a show gets shitty ratings after like two or three episodes, it's canceled. Right. When Cheers first started, it was like dead last. Yeah. But the uh, the uh, head of NBC, he liked the show. He he believed in the show, and I think what happened was it, it was getting good critical reviews from like critics, but it just was having a t- having a tough time like finding an audience, like building an audience. And the head of NBC believed in it. He just said, "Get it." He just for some reason just saw something in the show. He took a chance on it. Yeah, it got a second season, and two seasons turned into like eleven, well, eleven, twelve I mean, years. If you think about the concept of Cheers, it's a show that takes place in a bar. It is kind of one of those shows you're like, all right, where do we go from here? Okay, yes. it's, very, it's a very dialogue-driven show. It was. And, you know, Norm was great. Cliff Clavin was the best character on that show. Uh, this uh, this <laughs> yeah, show, so. these guys were, I mean, huge Boston. This show was all recorded in Boston. This bar is actually in Boston. Um. But I remember watching Cheers when I was a kid. It re, it's really a fucking great show. I mean, 1982 to 1993. Fucking, that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing run. For a show, like I said, it started off dead last to eke out 11 years. That's a hell of a run. Yep. Rhea Perlman was in this show. Um, and a lot of, and a few shows spawned off of this. Um, Frasier. Yeah, that ran another 11 years. Yeah, Kelsey Kelsey Grammer. Grammer, So Kelsey Grammer had a hell of a run. Right, yeah, yeah, Kelsey Grammer got a career out of this show. 
Um, you know, just, just from, you know, this show, he did spawn a whole career out of this show though. Definitely. Uh, Woody Harrelson Kirk did Riley. the same. Who? I'm sorry. Woody Harrelson. I ain't going to cut you off there. Right. Kirstie Alley's another one. Kirstie Alley definitely got her start on this fucking show. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing when you think about a show like this, how many people got their start and made it big because of Cheers. And you're yeah. right. It, it was one of those shows that just people were a little worried about, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then suddenly it took off. It found an audience. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, I could call it amazing. I think it's one of the most beloved shows to come out of the 80s. I think that's the yep. best word for it is beloved. <laughs> and you'll appreciate this one, uh, Box. Mm-hmm. For the last episode, I guess, like, when they, you know, obviously at the end, they knew it was over. They had the rap party. Right. Everybody was completely hammered. <laughs> they got completely hammered legitimately. <laughs> nice. That's what they should have fucking done. <laughs> well, you would have been right there with them, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would have been. 100% would have been right there like, with them. And actors, everybody was just like, yeah, last one. <laughs> last call. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would have been right there with them. Fucking, they're fucking, fuck you, last call. <laughs> last call my ass. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, but yeah, man, that, I, I mean, Cheers, I don't think you can sit there and be like, yeah, Cheers. Cheers was definitely, probably, definitely one of the most, like I said, beloved. It was just one of those shows that just everyone sort of connected with yeah some character on that show was either you or a dude you've sat beside at a bar yes and that's what made that fucking show what it was yeah you know but i cheers will be one that i always always will have a fucking you know another space in my heart for seen it so many you know seen so many episodes don't remember a lot of the last episodes of that show, to be honest with you. I really don't. But Cheers is just fucking amazing. Great yeah. show. Um, so I, I think that's probably the definite number one that should be on that list. So, I mean, this is a tough part because, uh, this was a good list. I feel like, I felt like a lot of the heavy hitters got, uh, mentioned and are pretty mm-hmm. well placed. But, uh, some honorable mentions. What do, you, what do you feel like? Do you feel like a few episodes? I mean, I'm sorry, a few themes should have been uh, added to this list because I feel like a few, they hit the mark for the most part, but I feel like a few are missing. Yeah, I don't have many. Um, Miss My Life brought up Dynasty, so I'll go ahead and hit a little. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Bill Conti did that theme, and here we go. I can go ahead and hit that. Here we go. Second, I'm just gonna pop these off of YouTube. So if I take a second, I apologize. If they have an ad, I apologize. Let's roll this one here. Dynasty. Alright, I remember this one. Dynasty was another one that, uh, 
my parents watched back in the 80s. So, yeah, I do remember that one, too. Do you remember? No. Did, did you ever watch Dynasty at all? Uh, no. No. Yeah, I wasn't really, I'll be honest, I was never really big into soap operas. Right. The only one I kind of half got into was soap. All, and, and that was just so over the top and goofy that how could you not like soap? Soap, I remember. Soap was amazing, and Soap was ahead of his time. I want to say that was the first show to have an openly gay character played by Billy Crystal. I exactly played by Billy Crystal. I do remember Soap, man. I wonder if I can see if I can find that fucking theme. I'm sure that that show has a theme. I'm not sure if I remember that theme. Let me see here. Soap, Soap TV show intro. Right, let's go ahead and get that real quick, because that that was an, uh, you're right. That was an underrated fucking show, man. Here we go. Oh, I got an ad. Give me, give me, give me four seconds. Four. And it locked up. <laughs> All right, here, three, two. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we have a last episode. Let's try to go to the actual theme here. This is the story of two sisters, Jessica Tate and Mary Campbell. This is it. These are the Tates. And these are the Campbells. And this is Soap. Yeah. It's a great fucking show, man. And actually, one of the Mona played the, uh, one of the characters in Golden Girls. Yeah. You know what? I've got a show. I can't think of one that wasn't in here. I actually, I believe it or not, I actually have a, about a good four or five that I could think of off the top of my head that well, should have been on a list. Let me play this one, and here you go. Let me, let me, let me play this one, and then I'll, I'll play yours. Here we go. We had a great apartment that was dirt cheap. And we found out why it was so cheap. Our friend Amy said there was a great apartment in her building. Dirt cheap, but it's a hotel for women. Okay, we made one adjustment. Now these other ladies know us as Buffy and Hildegard. But they also know us as Kip and Henry, Buffy and Hildy's brothers. I am uh, crazy about the blonde. <laughs> this experience is going to make a great book. See, it's all perfectly normal. You know what I'm playing? Do you know what this is? I feel like I should know the song. It is Billy Joel. Yes, I've heard the song before, but I can't place the show. It is a show called Bosom Buddies. Ah, yes, yes. And they did dress up as women. Yeah. And live in a. And by the way, that was Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. But yes, Tom Hanks. This was his. Probably role that got him all these movie roles. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, that show was two years, 1980 to 1982. And yeah, I, that, that's one that probably should have been up there on the fucking list, man. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And like I said, obviously Tom Hanks proved to be a good actor, but it's amazing that his career jumped off from Bosom Buddies. 
Yeah. And everybody got to start somewhere. But if you had to say it way back in the day that one of these guys was going to go on to be one of the biggest stars in the history of Hollywood, people probably would have laughed. Probably. Probably. Uh, now, you said you had a couple. Yep. Uh, pure 80s. Give me a break. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched that one. Had, uh, has Nell Carter. I did watch that. Give me a break theme song. Got it right here. Let's play it. Give me a break. Now I know what it takes. I'm putting in new seats on the old one. Ready for anything. Playing with fate. Not a moment too late. Showing the whole world. Dude, I gotta tell you, completely forgot about that show until you just mentioned it. Yeah, because believe it or not, I don't know about you, but like, uh, it's this channel called uh, Antenna TV, and they literally mm-hmm. play a lot of obscure shit that I haven't heard about that I haven't seen in years. There, yeah, that's one. Of, I mean, I, I mean, it was a hit, but it's just like it's one of those shows that is it doesn't really pop, you know, jump to the front of your uh, brain if you're not right. really thinking about it. Right, right. Um Here's one that Roseanne is another that. obvious one. What? I'm surprised Roseanne didn't make this list. To be honest, was that an '80s show or '90s show though? Uh, I, it's this late '80s, but it's still you know I what still kind of count count it. You know you can kind of count it. They they kind of took liberties here because they had some shows from the '70s. We played that on the '90s one though. But you know which one we didn't play? Different which, strokes. No. Oh well, I can play that one. This was uh this was something that was mentioned earlier in the chat room. Charles in charge. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Guilty pleasure. I ain't even gonna lie. Oh yeah. Uh, this was only a year long show too. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> God fucking bail. God, that song was bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Scott Bale was a man. Scott Bale was the man, dude. Definitely back then. Definitely. Definitely. Here we go. Different Strokes theme song. You want Different Strokes? I can play you some Different Strokes. Here we go. Make sure there's no ad. Here we go. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Different 
There you go. Um. <laughs> what? You wanted it. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. I was, um, so I was reading Weaves in the, I was reading, uh, Weaves, uh, comment in the chat. Oh, all right. Yeah, man. Just, uh, different strokes, definitely. Um, and actually, I mean, if we're going 80s, we can do, uh, here we go. I got one for you. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you And love Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you Oh, yeah. I mean, can you do 80s without playing the fucking Love Boat, dude? Fuck no. Oh, dude, that I totally forgot about that one. I got two more that you probably forgot about, too. All right, what you got? What you got? What you got? That, uh, 227 and a little show called Too Close for Comfort. With, 227? Uh, I actually liked that. I remember that fucking show. All right, here we go. Let's do uh 227. I got it right here. Oh, later version. I want the original. No, 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 no. There we go. You give me the original, motherfucker. Marla Gibbs. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, let me get this ad over. <laughs> it one. was a freak. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Whoa. show that's some old shit right there dude yep absolutely all right aaron wants one i'm gonna give it to him dragon ball z i'll give it to him here you go Dragon, dragon, 
If you were tired, you're not anymore. There you go. That's, it's a mid nineties like like teenage angst. Yeah. Not an angst man. <laughs> yeah. You got any more? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I got any more, man. I meant too close for comfort. What? Did you ever watch that show, by the way, with Ted Knight? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you would have loved the bl- you would have loved a blind on that show. Uh, too close for comfort's name. Yep. Too close for comfort theme song. Let me see. Maybe I did watch that. I don't know. Let's see. Oh shit, Mr. Belvedere. Jesus Christ, you forgot about Mr. Belvedere. I'm not playing that shit. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. That's, that says newer. Here we go. 80s intro. that show yeah very 80s very and i do remember that show well shit man i think we've gone through every fucking thing we can think of man absolutely absolutely i think it's time to fucking wrap this shit up we got people fucking dropping out and going to fucking sleep i don't blame them i'm about to do the same goddamn thing myself definitely appreciate everybody who hung out with us tonight in the chat room appreciate it uh anthony Thank you, sir. We will see you. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks on this show again. And, yes, sir. Uh, don't forget to check out me and Shaheen. We'll be here Wednesday night as usual, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And uh, there we go. Uh, Anthony, you want to go ahead and plug the uh, Rain Men? Yes, Rain Men and Pro Wrestling. We run every two weeks, Fridays. We are working on getting the Mixler. So uh for now, just check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and wherever fine podcasts can be heard. There you go. All right, everybody. Definitely appreciate everybody coming on in here. And we will uh we will see y'all next motherfucking time on this motherfucking show. See you.